All right, all right, all right. Uh, Veterans Assembly Hall podcast coming at you. It's the 11th of November, 2020. It's Veterans Day. And we're going to record. I told you I'd be back on Veterans Day. Veterans Assembly Hall podcast. Stand by. We'll be right back. All right, so there we are. I need to get myself a little put together here before we start the broadcast. Uh, that is, it is the Veterans Assembly Hall podcast. We uh, try to provide a voice for our veterans here in the Merrimack Valley. Uh, there just isn't one. There's no platform where um, we're talking veterans events. There are other bo- broadcasts on radios and other podcasts, but uh, this is local, man. This is right here in our community, and uh, that's what I'm going to start with today. So today is uh, Veterans Day, um, and I started the day today over in Drakeit. Uh, they had their Veterans Day Remembrance Ceremony, and I got to say right off the bat, they did a fantastic uh, job. Kudos to them. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Uh, the American Legion over there, Dick Ducharme, uh, did a fantastic job. He is, uh, as was stated earlier today on the Speakers Bureau at the ceremony, at the Remembrance Ceremony, he is a, uh, a force over there at both the VFW and the American Legion over there in Drake. And it, today's the way that hour-long program went off uh, flawlessly is a great credit to him and Jeff Hollett, who is the Drake Veterans Service Officer. VSO over there. I got to give them, uh, I really have to give them props because in this environment we're in right now where it's, uh, you know, COVID and everybody's retreating and I saw, um, there's nothing wrong with it, but I saw a few, more than a few veteran services today would traditionally be everywhere in every town. I saw a few of them had went and been virtual and I got to give them credit. They, they, did it in person. They did it the right way. It was at Veterans Memorial Park. They were able to spread out. And uh, if you were, you know, close to folks, you could put your mask on. And it was a good environment to do it in. It was a really good environment. And they got a great show. And I'm going to guess uh, about 100 people. And that's a lot. That's a, unfortunately, sadly, that's a lot at a Veterans Day uh, assembly. I've been at that very uh, assembly the last few years, we've had some really cold, cold days. I mean, bitterly cold. And it's been basically the Legion, the drill team, the firing squad, maybe some uh, people with the flags, a small color guard. It hasn't been a lot. Today, we had uh, the Boy Scout troops out there with their um, color guards. We had the official color guard from the Legion. It was a fantastic event. It's put on by the town of Drake, Office of Veteran Services, and uh, Post 315, the Drake American Legion, and the Drake VFW, Post 9307, which are all at the building over there on Broadway Road. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of go through it uh, because there is at least a couple of things that were said today that I really wanted to kind of capture and bring out. I had hoped to actually get some audio so I could play it, but um, as luck would have it, I wasn't able to do it. So they had a a bureau of speakers, one, two, three, four, five speakers, and I'll tell you who spoke today, all right? Um, Town manager Ann Vandal did a a great speech. Um, Her angle was she brought it back to I have family 
it's all around me. Veterans are everywhere, my family and friends. Um, and she did a nice job of bringing that home. Um, and she talked about the town and the town's commitments to its uh, veterans. The town selectman, Tony Achinsky. Uh, Tony's a friend, so I'll full disclosure. Uh, I, I like Tony a lot. I, I met him in the parking lot. And, you know, whether or not we align uh, politically doesn't isn't really important in our friendship. It's... He is a veteran himself, uh, and he is a committed to veteran issues. He's been on my video program, which you can find on Drake at Public TV. Last uh, Christmas, we did a holiday roundtable, and he participated in that and talked about being in Germany um, during the holidays. And uh, just a solid guy. It would, it, it, I'm going to get to this in a minute, but when we last, if you listen to my last podcast. I said, make make a note on who shows up on Veterans Day and who's still there days after, weeks after, all throughout the year. Tony's going to be one of those guys, all right, as is the next speaker, State Representative Colleen Gary. Phenomenal. Again, uh, full disclosure, a friend, um, but she is committed to the veterans. She's one of our go-to assets locally. If I have an issue on Veterans Affairs, if I need assistance with something, I know I can count on um, on calling. She's been on our speaker bureaus for other events, and she's the, one of those people that's there year long. Um, she, her talk was a lot about what uh, they what initiatives they have undertaken over there at the state house over the past year and she brought up uh and I'm not you know I'm just this is an, this part I'm not prepared for but she brought up the um the veteran the woman we talked about it on um on reaching out with Tom and Lloyd there was a woman in the civil war I believe it was she was the first woman to, to uh, enlist, she enlisted it under. She disguised her gender, and it wasn't discovered until she was injured on the battlefield and couldn't speak for herself. And then they made the discovery that she was actually uh, female, which at the time was not. Um, they did not allow them to be in the service or to serve uh, the the colonies, I guess, or the small fledgling states at the time. So, I'll get the whole story on that. But she she had a nice uh, speech about that. Uh, State Senator Barry Feingold spoke, and he's the. I'm going to come right back to him because he made a point that I really wanted to emphasize and capture, and he did a really nice job with it. And then finally, our um, Congresswoman uh, Lori Trahan, uh, she spoke as well. I've seen her speak. I actually, she was at the Greater Lowell Veterans Council um, a couple of years ago when she was running for office, and she talked a lot about her dad being a veteran, and she gave a really good speech. Um, you know, I I always would say. I would say with Lori, continue to be engaged with her with issues. It's important that we have a solid representative in Washington that's advocating for veterans affairs. So um, she's not going to listen to this, but if one of her staffers heard this podcast, I would say, you know, um, don't go away. There's 364 more days. We need you engaged in veterans affairs and being concerned about our veterans. Now, let's go back to Barry Feingold. Um, he is a state senator. Uh, he's local. Um, he shows up at a lot of stuff at the Legion. I've met him a few times over there. Uh, he spoke and made a great point. His point was this. Look, we make a deal with the veterans to uh, for them to fall through in their commitment to go and uh, become proficient in what they do in the service. And then if called on to deploy and serve their country, whether they serve it in CONUS or it's during a campaign and they go downrange, which we that's asking even more out of a person because you could potentially um, 
I mean, it's dangerous. You could lose your life, right? Uh, we know that. I mean, let's let's just say what it is. And so, what his argument was was, look, they they fulfill that commitment. Uh, we, as a community, as a government, have a commitment to them to make sure that when they come back, we stand by the commitment, the promises, the expectations that we created for those people. And he talked about uh, four particular areas where he thinks that the government, that legislators, that the community has a commitment for the veterans, the first one being housing, right, to assist them with housing, to make housing affordable and available uh, to our veterans. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree with you, Barry. 100% agree with you. Um, Health and health care, whether that's um, mental status or just access to the VA and that it should be quality care, should be accessible, it should be expedient, and it should be quality care. Uh, same with mental health, and I think that's often overlooked and neglected. We give it a lot of lip service, but I honestly don't think we do a great job with it, particularly when we have veterans that are out in the community and are, are it's these days are becoming isolated. We've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, we talked about it on Reaching Out. I've talked it on road, uh, Roll Call here. Uh, that's an important aspect. I just we just did an interview on another podcast, um, and we talked to the individual when we did that about um, mental health and how well we we do to address that. And the obvious answer was we do an okay job. I wouldn't say we're failing anymore entirely. Although some of you that are listening to this may have a completely different opinion. Uh, I don't think, I think we can all agree that we don't excel on that. And um, we don't do enough to intervene, to identify uh, when people come back and redeploy. You know, simple things like reintegration is, um, it, it's not, it's not, a, it's mental health. It's, it's in the, in the psyche of the analogy I use is the treadmill's running at 17. You get off it, you go somewhere for a year, you come back, you tried to jump back on the treadmill because you want to get back into your life exactly the way you left it. And um, you just simply can't do that. You can't do it. And until we realize that, um, that's what the whole process of trying to reintegrate is. And to acknowledge also that everybody around you has moved on. Have you ever left a job? and then potentially gone back to that job? If you did, when you potentially went back to that job, you're going to, everything, all the problems that you were on that job when you left, what you're going you're gonna to anticipate are still there, whether you consciously or unconsciously do that. It's the same thing in life. Your friends, your family, everybody's moved on for a year. They haven't forgotten you by no means, but their lives have changed, and now you come back and try and jump back into it and you expect it to be exactly the way it was when I stepped off the treadmill. And that's uh, difficult on both ends. It's difficult for us to get as veterans to understand what's going on. It's difficult for the people around us to understand where you are because you've moved on for a year. Although it's been kind of a parallel universe because we've talked in today's level of connectivity versus what it was. When I deployed in 1991, 1991 for Desert Shield and Storm, I would write a letter. And literally two weeks later, I would get a letter back and it would be, so we were all, the conversation was always out of sequence. I continued to write letters in that two week span. So my conversation continued, but she was responding to it. 
to a letter two weeks prior. And then when her response to the next letter, you can see where it goes. It snowballs out. In today's world, even when you're deployed, you've got some access to email and Facebook and Messenger. And it's crazy how much is available when you're inside the wire or you're downrange or you're on a, on a post or, a, um, you know, something with a little bit more robust capability. A ship even, um, they have fantastic technology now. So that's all changed. The other area to go back to um, his four points. So it was housing, it was health, it was employment. 100% agree with that. You have, and, and that's something that continues to erode that I hear people say, we're going to get rid of veterans preference on the state exams. Um, you know, it's always being challenged. It's always being questioned on why we have to provide on a promotion exam a veterans preference, why we should give veterans preference when we're hiring, uh, why, you know, that kind of thing. Because when they, co- he was saying, when you come back, you're expect you might be expecting to have a job to get a job. This might be a way of means to an end and you make your part, you follow through on your commitment. We need to follow through on a commitment to our veterans and then entitlements. Whatever they are, whatever they are, whatever the agreement was that you were going to get paid or a bonus or have something, uh, get a license plate, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, uh, whatever the entitlement is, those are the four areas that we need, that our legislators, that our uh, elected representatives, that our town officials even, that our leaders in our legion posts need to have on their radar, housing, health, employment, and entitlements. Write that down. You got it from this podcast. Well, you didn't. You got it from uh, state representative. But I gave it to you. I I was the conduit, Feingold, Barry Feingold. But I was the I was the conduit to give it to you, <laughs> to give it to you here on the uh, on the podcast. So anyway, um, that was my morning. We were over there at uh, at the Drake at, uh, Vet- Veterans Memorial Park for a fantastic, uh, fantastic um, program, about an hour long. And I get it, again, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Jeff Hollett, the Director of, of Veteran Services. Great guy. Love him. Great guy. He's been a huge addition over there in Drakeit. You guys are so lucky. That has been a huge addition to your community, your veterans community. He was talking about a report that he gave to the town uh, and how the, the amount of um, money and payment and stuff that had come back to veterans in the community had, had increased exponentially. And that some of that is demand, but a lot of that is uh, his legwork. And it's no knock on anybody uh, before him. Uh, Lynette was fantastic as well. Uh, so they've been very fortunate to have a string of good, solid VSOs over there. And I think you're starting to see the result of that. Um, and that's what, a, that's what a VSO can do for your community. Locally here in the Lowell area, we've, we're very lucky to have some very active and very um, strong VSOs. Uh, so that's all real good. Uh, one of the things that Dre, that uh, Dick Dushan brought up, he was he's the commander of the Drake and American Legion. He's also the commander over at the VFW post, which is co-located. One of the points that he was trying to make was about the Legion itself. Uh, and this pertains not just to the Legion, it pertains to the Legion, the VFW, DAV, AMVETS, you, whatever it is that's that's big in your town. Um, the thing, I'm very big in those organizations, okay? And uh, what I'm going to say to you is the, the resistance that I get a lot from veterans that frustrates me to no end is, um, why should I belong to the Legion? 
why should I belong to the VFW? It doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to just go hang out at the building. The point that Dick made today was spot on. Spot on. And he was saying, as he and rightfully so, that these are organizations that do a lot more in the community than you give it credit for. Yes, we have a post home. And don't deny that it's nice to have a place to go. Don't reject that. But what he's saying is that these organizations are powerful vessels within the community for veterans affairs. They organize these ceremonies. They advocate for for veterans within the town. Um, they, they provide a place for us to meet, which is a conduit for progress and for addressing things. They help the needy. They organize uh, drives for the needy. The list goes on and on. It's a lot more than a, a couple of older folks drinking beer at the bar. But yes, that's there. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't deny that. And um, again, I say to you, it's not a bad thing to have a place that you can go where you're surrounded with other veterans. If you go in there, nobody's sitting there telling war stories. If that's your apprehension, it's not what's happening. It's uh, it's connectivity. It's staying involved. It's been a, it's been a road for me. I'll admit that. I, I had all the same apprehensions going into it. It wasn't anything that I was interested in. But over time, it's built up. And it's become something that, uh, that I see the value in it. I see what it gives back to the community. I see when we organize these events, even simple things like chicken barbecues, what a good time it is to get together. Oh, it, oh, here's something that you don't appreciate. I see that it's a way for veterans to cross over campaigns and generations. Because we get very isolated um, Vietnam era, right? Vietnam era veterans, World War II veterans, Desert Shield, Desert Storm veterans, Iraq, Afghanistan, OEF, OIF, whatever it is, Grenada, all the, the stuff that occurred in between. We, begin, we, we stay within that's kind of our age group or our lane or our level of familiarity. This ha- being involved in those organizations has broken down those barriers. I have friends from top to bottom. I have friends in all the era campaigns, and even those that didn't with the Legion, you have uh, veterans who may not have been deployed. The VFW, naturally, that's a requirement, so you have a different group of veterans there. Um, but the Legion is a very broad spectrum. AMVETS is even more, more broad spectrum. Fo- you know, if you served in the military at any point, shape, or form, you're going to be eligible for membership. And so I think that adds a lot of flavor to the community. And first of all, it boosts your numbers so you have more leverage. But it also, I think there's a lot of value. I have a lot of friends that I would not normally be um, able to connect with or really have any, any kind of objective that was common but you do when you belong to a Legion Post or VFW or an AMVETS or whatever it is. So I think Dick's point was right on, spot on. Um, I think the event today was testimony to what can be accomplished when everybody kind of works together and we don't, you don't have to run off and start your own organization just because you don't feel like you fit. And I'm not saying the other extreme is I'm not inviting you to come in and just completely redesign the organization. But the only way that change and progress occurs like in any, anything in life is if you get involved, right? It's if you get involved. So get involved, <laughs> all right? Um, I encourage you to do so. I, you, I honestly, you won't be disappointed. It'll take a little while. Don't expect miracles overnight. Don't expect to be the 
you know, completely immersed into it. The other thing that I hear is some gender objections. I've heard, I've talked to women veterans who say they don't feel like they're welcomed in a particular legion or VFW because it had been up to that point. Most veterans were, it was largely male in the old days. I mean, going back in the past. And so if the people that are a little bit older are now the ones that get most involved in it, then naturally the preponderance of them are, are males, but that's changing. And um, I see a lot of posts where women are really getting involved, are taking leadership positions, and they're making change, and they're making their presence known. And that's a good thing, because it's giving us a more uniform view of what the veterans community reflects. And to be quite honest, the the interests, the the causes, the things that are important are sometimes common, but they may, that's not always true. There might be stuff that uh, a woman's veterans group may advocate strongly for uh, that might not have been on the radar had they not been there. So that's a good thing. Um, it's all good news. It, it, any, any particular segment that you can think of where folks have been isolated, um, it's important that they be heard at the, at, in these organizations. And it's important that they have a voice, right? That's what we're all about here on the Veterans Assembly Hall podcast. We're all about creating a voice. This is the same thing. All right, man. Let's uh, let's take a break. <laughs> we go again. There's a trend with this Veterans Assembly Hall. I go on a little tirade for about 20 minutes. You guys probably tune me off. Uh, and then we'll come back. We're going to talk about some events, and then I'll let you go for the day. You know, I, I went to the hotline before I go to this uh, break. I, I went to the hotline, and there was nobody on there. So if you're interested in being part of the, the program, if you're interested in giving me some feedback, you don't agree with what I'm saying, I'll play it. I promise you, I will play it right out. Well, most part, play it right out. So you can be part of the show. Just call the, the uh, go to the Facebook page, dial that number, and it'll go on the voicemail, and we'll download it, and we'll put it right in the podcast, and we'll talk about it. Because I'm all about change. I'm all about growing. Um, and it's all about being, having a voice and being heard. If you have an event you want to promote, same thing. Message us, send it over to us, give us a call, talk to us. Maybe we'll even connect separately and do a little uh, breakout session on it to promote your event because that's what we're all about before we go to break though before we go to break let me do one more thing okay so bear with me uh don't go anywhere don't turn me off just yet all right i wanted to show on my last podcast we talked about elections and this is i'm i'm really trying to wait get away from the elections um it's all around us everybody's immersed in it 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 came and went and now we're going to figure it out and then we'll move forward in january but um, I said back then, as I just said, we take a note of who was at the ceremony today and who's going to be with us for the next 365 days. I said, as we approach Veterans Day, you're going to see people use veterans as leverage. And Kellyanne Conway was on, and it wasn't just her. It was like the talking points for two or three days after the election from both sides. Um, what did I tell you? They were going to use veterans. They're going to invoke veterans. Here she is. noted as I tweeted yesterday as others are saying those were all carried by a woman a minority candidate and or a veteran and that okay did you hear that so the the newly elected officials in some of the state and the senate and house positions minorities women and veterans uh, this is a very strong group, folks. You are a very strong group. And in some cases, we represent all three of those, right? Minorities, v- women, and veterans. Um, I told you they would invoke it. Uh, there it is. 
It's not just her. It's there was a, the, that talking point was all over the news stations for a couple of days. I just wanted to capture it because we talked about it on the last podcast, um, and that's the way it is. That's that's the leverage you have as a community uh, within your elected officials, your your community leaders, your legion post commanders. Uh, it's important that we have a voice and that we be heard right here on the Veterans Assembly Hall podcast, right? All right, be right back. All right. We'll let that run in the background a little bit. I don't want to hold you any longer than I need to. We're going to do some event stuff, okay? There's a bunch of stuff coming up. We haven't completely washed everything down the river. I wanted to advertise this one. This is out at the uh, Tingsboro American Legion over there in uh, Pawtucket Boulevard, 90 Pawtucket Boulevard. So they're going to be doing a homemade chicken and wild rice soup half sandwich, ham or turkey or roast beef with cheese, $6 for lunch. That's on Saturday, November 14th. I've got this on our Facebook page. Starts at 1 p.m. and it goes until the food's gone. So Saturday, November 14th at 1 p.m., get over to the Tangsboro American Legion. They're putting on lunch meal for 6 bucks. I mean, if you drive around, stop in, have lunch. It's a chicken sandwich, half a sandwich, and, and half a soup, soup and sandwich type of thing. <laughs> I think it sounds like a pretty good deal to me. But I, that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong, you know. Uh, the other one is uh, Jaffrey. Hey, guys, at Jaffrey, did that happen today? Um, let me look here. Yeah, it was. It was today. That's all right. I'm going to just call them out. So they did a veterans thing up in uh, Jaffrey. They used the media really well. It's one of the things I wanted to point out when we did events. Folks, if you're doing events, uh, Facebook events page are really powerful. You need to, you need to use the media and get the word out. Um, especially these days, nobody really knows what's going on. We're not meeting per se. Um, so I shared this on our Facebook page and those guys, you guys must be following it because they, they tapped right on it and, and said, Hey, um, you know, the thanks for sharing or whatever they, they was saying. And, and it, that's some encouragement for me. So the, they did an event today up there, a uh, Veterans Day event. They had, um, looks like they had the pe- local pizza barn bring down pizza. Um, you know, not exactly after the healthy hard menu, but I, I could eat pizza every day of the week. So you, you got me going there. But uh, but that was today, so I won't beat up on that. That's already uh, kind of come and gone. And you know, there was the Drake at Veterans or something. Let me look at the events page. I just put a bunch of stuff on the events page that I wanted to uh, call out to you. So Saturday, same day, November 14th at noontime. Um, I'm not sure how much of this we're going to be able to get involved in. They're having the Veterans Day 5K run and walk over at Hanscom Air Force Base. So if you're over at the base and you're listening to the podcast, uh, it's 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 sponsored by the um, Air Force Association Paul Revere chapter, which is right there at the base. Saturday at noontime over at the base, they're going to be doing the um, 5K walk and walk or run, whatever you prefer to do. I guess that's an annual event uh, that goes to registrations at noon and the race starts at 1230. So not a heck of a lot of time to, to register 30 minutes. Wow, you guys are good, man. You're really good. Um, it's over on Barksdale Street, 104 Barksdale Street. I'm not sure if that's the Oak Club or not. I think it might be, or it might be the gym. 
But uh, anyway, that's over at uh, the base, and that's going to be also on Saturday. Uh, 22 for 22. Okay, so I'm not sure. There's some COVID concerns kind of starting to erupt up there in New Hampshire, and this is still a couple of weeks out, but it's hosted by Hidden Battles. Um, great folks. Uh, they run a lot of great programs. They're just um, they're a force in the local area, and they are running 22 for 22 up at Newfound Lake in Bristol, New Hampshire. That's going to be on the 22nd, so <laughs> a lot of 22s there. It's easy for you to remember. Sunday, November 22nd, 22 for 22 up at Bristol at uh, Newfound Lake. It says, join us as we rock 22 kilometers uh, for 22 veterans who have died of uh, suicide daily. Of course, Hidden Battles uh, is very uh, – that's their mission, right, to in- intervene on um, – Folks that might have that tendency to, uh, if you're feeling suicidal or whatever, those folks have all of the contact numbers on there. Uh, you can you can call. They have a podcast as well. I'll throw them a nod. Uh, this is a pretty good podcast that they do as well, and they talk about um, that do interviews, but they talk a lot about their mission. So our team will walk the perimeter of Newfound Lake, 26 kilometers, uh, actually with rest stops and water spots. Feel free to walk. One, five, ten, or the whole twenty-six to raise awareness for suicide-related, suicide-related directly to PTSD with our soldiers. Uh, the course will start and end at Kathleen's Irish Pub in Bristol, New Hampshire. You got me right there, Scott. You got me. You got me. You're starting at the Irish Pub. Um, it sounds like a pub crawl, but I don't think that's what they're intending. But hey, get over to the Irish Pub over there in Bristol, New Hampshire. Start right there. You're gonna walk around the lake. It'd be a great day, I'm sure. Um, it's outside, so you know, no, I guess less of the COVID concerns because you're not inside and crowded in a group or whatever. I'm not a doctor, so don't take that as medical advice. Uh, but anyway, that's coming up on, uh, the, well, what do we say? 22 for 22. You guys can remember that, right? Sunday, the 22nd. Starts at 8 a.m. Okay, so you got to get an early start if you're down here, in us, like us Flatlanders in Massachusetts, or go up the night before, stay near the Irish pub and enjoy it. Uh, and I guess that's all I had, really, for events. Um, let's see, the hiking with Hidden Bows, that already occurred. That went by on November 8th. Uh, American Legion golf scramble post two twenty one that went by November first. There was a meat bingo. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff, and that's all gone. So that's all I got. I got for events. If you've got events coming up, let me know what they are. Uh, I will gladly put them on the podcast so that if anybody's still listening to the podcast here at uh, thirty minutes in, they uh, they'll know what's going on. All right. Hey, listen. Thanks for listening to the Veterans Assembly Hall podcast. We are voice. We are a voice for our veterans here in the Merrimack Valley. That's what we intend to be. Uh, we're creating this platform. We're putting more program on the channel, more programming on the channel. We do another show called uh, Reaching Out. That's with uh, Lloyd, Tom, and I. Uh, we discuss some current events and things that have come up uh, in the news recently. And I'm open to new programming. If you've uh, got an idea, let me know what it is. Uh, hit me up on the messenger. Call me on that uh, that voice number and leave me a message and let me know what your thoughts are. All right? So listen, uh, today's Veterans Day. Thank you to all who have served. Today's a day, right? We always make a big deal out of it. Memorial Day is for our fallen, and Veterans Day is for our veterans. Well, here we are. We're on Veterans Day. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but my Facebook feed was nothing but pictures of veterans, which I thought was really, really cool. I enjoyed it. It was a nice change from what my Facebook page has been for like the last six months so uh thank you for that 
And uh, thanks for listening. All right. Veterans Assembly Hall podcast. Thanks again. Take care.